When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the In the jungle, we unite in the heart. orange and black and white. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to an episode of Bengals and Brews. I am the co-host. I am the man in the chair today. The Orange Arrow, a.k.a. Beer Can Titty Guy, a.k.a. Derek Davis, whatever you want to call me. I'm joined by, I mean, Cincinnati Bengals Talk's own, the only guy that matters in Cincinnati Bengals Talk, correct? Andrew Foxmiller. Andrew, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? No, I'm glad to be, glad to be here. We've... Uh... We've we've interacted in uh, much different circumstances, that being drinking before a game. But now we're drinking <laughs> in the off season, and I I love it. Yep, absolutely. Hey, we're all about drinking over here, so we we enjoy. I've got a nice ice cold Miller Lite. I saw you sipping on some uh, bourbon over there. What are you sipping on? At the moment, uh, uh, right at the moment, I'm sipping on a a Weller antique Ooh, in my uh, Rivertown Inquiry rocks glass so nice 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 yeah so we're going to be talking some a little bit of free agency talk today um i know you guys have dabbled in it a little bit over over at your uh on your page so just look, go ahead and let me know who we sign in we'll just make this a short <laughs> a short podcast yeah right i mean honestly it almost feels like it could be a short like it, it could it could be short it could be very uneventful i almost expect it to be pretty uneventful um i don't know about you all but look if you think about it remember how like disappointed free agency would be (laughs) for for so long yep Mm -hmm. and sometimes i sit back and i go have have the last two years really been great i know they have but you kind of sit there and doubt yourself because you're like i'm just not used to them having a team that's a contender Mm-hmm. to where they can just kind of continue they've been doing the same strategy this whole time i feel like it's just now the team is where it's at you know what i mean right yep <clears throat> yeah it's and i i kind of had the same general feeling like they're not going to go out there and 
sign the top right tackle. They're not going to go out there and sign, you know, what what's the the defensive tackle and Hargraves. They're you know I don't feel like they're going to go out there and sign these big names. They're just going to plug a few holes like they have been. This year it might only be one player. My own. I mean it might not be any. It might just be all of our guys that we need that they want to bring back, and that'll be the extent of the free agency. I think if you look at that the first week or so, we'll start seeing news rolling out that they've, you know, extended this player. They've managed to work out a deal with uh, all their existing people. Mm-hmm. We've seen this before, right? But this time around, if I would if I were to say anything about any, I don't even want to call it a splash, like just really what needs to be done, I would love to see right tackle address at some level in free mm-hmm. agency. I would yeah. love that. If they could do that, I, I don't, because I, mean, I think at this point, we as fans, if you look, the, again, the last couple of years, I feel like you used to be outrage, right? Like we wanted the mm-hmm. big splashy moves because it was a team that needed that to be done. Now, yeah. between the fact that we're all like, hey, you guys kind of know what you're doing, right? I mean, we're, we're good with it. If you mm-hmm. could just do just a little bit of reinforcement, maintain your people, and obviously we're going to lose some. We know that. Um, right. I'm I'm. I'm okay with it. And I, that's a really boring thing to say, I feel like, but it, it, look at where we are. Look at us, you know? Exactly. Yep. Like what, what was the, what was that show that they did the look at us thing? But yeah, just sign a, sign a right tackle, Caleb McGarry, uh, uh, Juwan Taylor. Like if they can sign somebody like that for a decent amount of money, I mean, then you're going into, you're literally going into, uh, going into the draft with, every need, every position taken care of. Pretty much. I mean, you could argue that, all right, what do they do about tight end? I mean, there's things that we need answered based off what well, they do with Hearst, but yeah, but I agree with you. I mean, like, I feel like the, positionally, like it's, to me, that's just such a big key because I am, you can, you can imagine so many scenarios from a draft perspective, from a, from a depth perspective, the idea of, you know, I, I was so afraid of, um, of our cornerback situation heading into last season. I just kind of mm-hmm. saw this scenario where, man, if one of these key guys drops, like, what do we do? You know? And, I, and that was, that's knowing Eli Apple can step in when needed and so on and so right. forth. But, but like, I can't see him making a run if, if something happens to Uji. And then look, we almost did. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it was, it's pretty incredible. So I say that because I feel like I should be nervous about cornerback again. I love that Cam Taylor Brett came on the way he did. Um, mm-hmm. I think we'll be okay there. I would love to see some depth in the draft. Great. But yeah, position. I think it's like tight end is that one that it depends on which path they take. And then I'll know if if it all comes down to right tackle and you got that at least squared away, you got a veteran, you got a, it it doesn't even be a big splash. It doesn't be big money, big contract. If you just lock that in and then whether or not you keep Collins. Okay. Whether or not you draft one. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. You could draft anything in that first round, and if you've got that right tackle answered for heading into the draft, I feel good no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and speaking of Eli Apple, um, that's one that that's kind of I want to ask you about because when you look at just his play, mm-hmm. do you feel like the other thirty two team or thirty one teams in the NFL kind of feel like the fans? do that hate Eli Apple here not the ones that love him like me but do you th- do they see Eli as 
burnt toast, like all these. It, even though he isn't, like I, when I watch Eli, I think he's, I think he can be a top fifteen cornerback in Lou Anaruno, Lou Anarumo's system. Yep. But the question is, does Eli do you Apple think see other, himself that way? Well, yeah, that's true. But do you yeah. think that other teams like? Because he's one of those guys that I thought that we would be able to go out, wait a couple weeks, like you said, and then say, hey, if you want to come back, and then you've got that that backup corners position taken care of. Because I I really do like Eli as as that backup corner. You know, I think it all comes down to what's what's in Eli Apple's headspace with all of this. I I can I can tell you this time last year, I was sitting right here in this room, was having a conversation with James James Rapine, those mm-hmm. that don't know the name. <laughs> um, and I made a comment. We were talking about whether or not Eli Apple would stay on the team because we didn't expect him to have the year that he did, and thank mm-hmm. God he did. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I was sitting here, James, right next to me. I'm like, he goes, "Do you think he, he's he's kind of putting me on the spot on camera?" He said, uh, "Do you think Eli Apple is uh, is going to get you know a big? He's going to leave for for money. Is he going to get a big offer from another team?" He would just want to see what I was going to say. He had his answer, of course. Mm-hmm. And I said, I think Eli, I think Eli Apple in his mind, I said this last offseason, I think Eli Apple in his mind wants starting cornerback money and a starting cornerback contract. And and then of course James just starts busting up laughing. And I was like, You're laughing, but I'm telling you, that's what Eli Apple wants. Yeah. And where his headspace is at. And I would have bet anything, and maybe it's just I'm also a, a fan of Eli Apple's, uh, particularly from a social media standpoint, uh, yeah. more so maybe. But uh, I, there's I, there's sometimes when you wish he would just you know turn oh, back just a hair. But this past this past season for sure. Last season was all <laughs> yeah. fun and games. It felt like mm-hmm. we're all just having a good time. He's out there just <laughs> he's out there chirping at Ben He's Baby and, and yeah. down the hallway, and all, it was so great. But I, mm-hmm. I I had the impression of Eli Apple that he was going to. He's going to get a big head about it, right? It just has, mm-hmm. he had that vibe about him, just the way he conducts himself on social media. Mm-hmm. I thought he's not going to sit here and respect the fact that he's on this great defense. He's got a great defensive coordinator. I just don't, okay, fine. But it sounds to me like from everything I've read and <clears throat> everything I've talked about with others, it's he, he shopped it around and then he didn't get, I guess, what he wanted to the point where I don't know that he settled, but he did another year. And look what happened again. I don't think he's going to be certainly not going to be promised. I don't think he's going, any expectations going to be put in front of him that he'll be a starter. If he remains on this roster, that could be the biggest sticking point with him. I don't know. I'd love to have Mm -hmm. him as a third corner. Don't I would love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and I, I see in the same way every time he's came in here, he's, he's been in that position though, where he wasn't projected to be the starter. I mean, you had Trey, uh, Trey Waynes was projected to be the starter of his first year. Yeah. And just because of injury luck, but, and then this year with Cheeto, you know, he was supposed to be, I guess going into the season, he was supposed to be the starter, but the, the projection was that CTB was going to take over that role eventually. But, uh, going into, we do have some questions over here. Um, okay. Christopher Crowley in the in the chat wanting to know about do we need to push it over the top by signing a big right tackle to fix that problem once and for all? And then of course Crip Keeper over here. He's 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 one over here that we enjoy. He he's saying the have you ever heard of Great American hero Casper Dick? That's that's what they call me because of I'm I'm wearing these glasses so it doesn't look as pasty white as it normally does, but I need to get a softer light, that's for sure. 
You're saying those are like blue blockers? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, these are blue light glasses. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. I never tried them. Yeah. They, they, they've stopped headaches for sure. But and then we want to, they're wanting to know if we're going to do the whole double dick, uh, double dip thing. If, and I guess James, James did say he thinks that they're going to double dip at tight end in the draft. If they and don't I, have I, Hurst, I assume. I don't know they, exactly yeah. what he said, but yeah, I think that's what he was saying on Locked On. But okay. I could I could see them drafting, picking, or re-signing Hurst, drafting a tight end in the mid to late rounds, and then maybe picking up another guy, uh, UFA and and stuff like that. So I could see them getting three guys this year. I yeah, I'd be fine with. That. I would love if even if you drafted two. I, I feel like I, yeah maybe I remember James floating this scenario, but I feel like if you draft two, I don't I don't know how I feel about no no other moves at tight end and free agency in that scenario. I just mm-hmm. like, Drew Sample like I okay I I don't I I feel like that's that could be a problem heading to especially if you get into camp and who knows right I yeah I would love a a veteran. Um, and when I say veteran in the world of Cincinnati Bengals these days, it's probably going to be like a 29 year old or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I'd love a veteran to uh, have some sort of locker room leadership at the position and be able to, and I'm, nothing against Drew Sample. I'm sure he's got that ability as well, but somebody that's going to be able to actually what they want their tight end to do beyond what Sample is going to do, be yeah. able to, to kind of show them what's really, what's the gap though? You know, what's Hayden Hurst going to get versus somebody that I'm describing right now. I mean, I know there's a range, but, that's 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 it's tricky, right? I'd love that first see, year. Yeah, I would love. I'm I've been on the on the camp that I think that they re-sign Hurst just because everybody is looking at the tight end situation and you know the the tag or the price tag that CJ got, the price tag that all these guys got last year, and thinking that it's going to be the same this year. But I think because of the amount of solid tight ends in the draft this year. I don't think that the, they're going to necessarily go for that much. What What do you think? I don't know. I. You're, so you're talking about like, you're, you're, are you describing a scenario where it might work like, in their favor, like saturation at the position? Yes. Yes. Like say, say Hayden's wanting, I don't know, eight to 10 mil a year. Right. Just putting that scenario out there. And be, but because of the amount of good tight ends coming in the draft, the amount of good tight ends and free agency, he might only be able to get five or six. Yeah. Just hypothetically speaking, that cash wise, I don't know what the what the value is right now at tight end. But. I take it in that scenario for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I did to see somewhere. Yeah, I did see somewhere where I think it might have been uh, Dallas's tight end. They said something about wanting to keep him for about fifteen. Schultz. But I can't. Yeah, Schultz. I can't remember. It was fifteen for. Might have been fifteen for one year though. And I'm like, Phew. I mean, that's it's Dallas. It's currency exchange. I don't know. Yeah. How it all works. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, I love it. I think Hayden Hurst has kind of got the. Yeah, I, I get the impression that he. Uh, he's not opposed to the idea of like a, a local tax, right? Like I think he's mm-hmm. considered the idea. Like I think he likes the situation. He's always seemed, you know, completely grateful for the, the environment that he's in, 
the team that he's a part of, the offense that he's a part of, the quarterback that he has, the coaches that he has. So I don't – I want, obviously, Hayden Hurst to do whatever's best for him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's willing to be a little flexible. I don't know how flexible the Bengals will be. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'd love to see him back. I don't see it being a long-term thing. Maybe another one year, possibly possibly two or three. I don't know, but um, if they draft two tight ends, for sure, a one-year deal, and I don't know if he'd do it. I don't know. Yeah, I and see, I think that's more what he's looking for is the security of the three, four-year contract. And I think, I think he would probably take less money for a longer contract than he would, you know, because because of that st- uh, stability. Yeah, yeah, I think I could see where was the scenario where it might work in their favor, especially short term. Those first couple of years, um, it's very possible. Is it priority? I feel like it should be from a positional standpoint, but mm-hmm. as far as locking in, I'm, I'm assuming really, you know, priority one is, all right, let's figure out Burrow. All right, let's figure out Von Bell, assuming mm-hmm. Jesse Bates is leaving as well. Um, and then somewhere in there, Hearst is probably that next, we, we got to figure out what we're doing about him, you know, yeah. as far yeah. as if we want to try <clears throat> to make him an offer and keep him around. So I said this, um, I said this to the boys yesterday or not yesterday, but last week when we was talking, if if I had to set the over-under at like five and a half of Bengals players re-signed, what, what would you – would you go over that or, or under? So, I would, so I'm talking about every – how many total do we have now if you factor in every – um, Let me – How far down the, the line are we going here? There's spot track. So I'm, I'm talking all of them to every one of them. I mean, from your brain – Brandon Allen's like the uh, P Ryan guys. Yeah. Five, five and a half. Yep. If I was to set it at five and a half, there's gonna be some dead air. Well, I think here, I'm just saying we yeah. have, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up right now and we currently have, uh, looks like two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, about 20, 25 and somewhere in around there players to, that need to be, be re-signed including like the restricted free agents and all that stuff. Yeah. Five and a half is an interesting number. That's a, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go over. I mean, because if you think about it, there's going to be a guarantee that a safety staying, let's assume Von Bell, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think P Ryan is almost a guarantee in my opinion. Um, I don't, he's like the perfect anything for them as far as how they can structure his deal and he can provide what they what they value out of him. Um, I think yeah. he's not going anywhere. Couple in like your Hurst, your Pratt, let's say give that one between the two of them, possibly. I know we're kind of, mm-hmm. and if you're, I mean, if you're watching Instagram, it, I, I think uh, there might, might officially unofficially already be a deal signed with Pratt. Really? Oh, I'm you're talking about saying- him posting his all cryptic <laughs> stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah would, they're not technically they're not supposed to, but we we know how the NFL works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I uh <laughs> it was uh skillfully cryptic. You could easily back out and be like, oh, what are you talking about? Like it was it was a it was telegraphing that to my family, some you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the picture of the money and just holding the money up and everything else. I love it. But he is about to get the bag. So, I mean, 
with with if we was to set it at five, it I see I'm thinking I'm thinking probably six or seven of those guys we bring back because you know a lot of those guys are are guys that they just picked up for for a year just to fill some roster spots, but yeah. Um, and then it's like where do you draw the line too? Because you know how it goes. Like they'll they'll start resigning some of those people. They'll, mm. they'll wait, um, yeah. and they'll you know, they'll kind of delay figuring out what they're going to do at certain things, whether it's you know after the draft or yeah. once they kind of let the dust settle with free agency in general. They might go in and go, all right, now we're going to bring this guy in from special teams that did a good, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So we've got we've got some questions over here. Um, What's it like working with James Rapine? I was waiting for that one and it's not yeah. here yet. I'm surprised. But, Every like that's uh oh, my own man. wife that, asks me that almost daily. That is that is a great question because you know if there's somebody that loves James Rapine, it's, it's Mr. Rapine himself. So but we, <laughs> we do we do love I love watching watching all, all the the shows that you guys do together. But oh yeah, yeah, what is it what is it like working with, with James? Oh man, so I don't know where to begin. Uh <laughs> So, I mean, technically I worked with James, like worked with James prior to his time doing any sort of uh, sports journalism at any professional level. Uh, mm-hmm. So we, that's kind of where, that's kind of where we knew each other. So it's probably been, well, it's been over a decade and, um, and oddly enough, he ended up, uh, he, he, he was dating my cousin at the time, my younger cousin, and now they're married. So um, there's the connection there as well, but. But yeah, so yeah, he was basically working a hourly job at an insurance agency that I happen to be working at. And that's kind of how we knew each other. So it, fast forward to today, we've always stayed in touch. And I was kind of dabbling in the world of YouTube during the the peak of the quarantine era of uh, mm-hmm. 2020 and just became obsessed, right? I was doing my own thing. I still kind of have my own little channel on the side. It's just a fun little hobby. But I, uh, yeah, I kept saying he wanted me to write for all Bengals. I used to work for, I used to write for Cincy Jungle, and then I did SB Nation Fantasy for a while, um, about seven or eight years ago. And he wanted me to write. He was he was standing up all Bengals. I was like, man, I was like, I'm so busy with video. Like, why don't you give me some video <laughs> stuff? I'll I'll mess around yeah. with that for a little bit. I don't know. If I want to get back into writing. And time went by, and ultimately I said, dude, you're putting videos up. You got we got this YouTube channel sitting here. Nobody's watching. And I was like, mm-hmm. just give me the same video. I'll just throw it up there and I'll show you how this works. So yeah, early 2020, we I threw up a couple, I just copied the same thing he was putting on all bangles and put it up and he chose, let's rename this. It's your own personal YouTube channel. Let's, let's rebrand it. And I think he had like a hundred something or 200 subscribers from the last, tw- you know, with 10 years or something. Mm-hmm. I said, let's do this. And then all of a sudden it just took off. And then I was just going to demonstrate for like a month, a little trial run. To show him yeah. how easy it could, like I could show him like how to brand, how to, and then of course he was just busy with everything else as he is, and basically was like, hey, you know, this is both yours and mine, so uh, let's get mm-hmm. to work. And I'm like, oh boy, and that was it, man. It's <laughs> Sundays, it's tough. It's I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and complain because there's plenty of like beat writers and all those people are out there doing the news conferences. I see them grinding away, but mm-hmm. when it's your not main job, <laughs> as it is yeah. mine, oh yeah, you know, you here. Yeah, exactly. And it's like Sundays, especially the Sunday night games. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Like it would be if you ever go to Cincinnati Bengals, talk, you see how many news conferences like we'll pump out or locker room interviews. I mean, we'll have sometimes like close to a dozen videos. And it sometimes we don't start those until 11, 1130 at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm getting up for work the next day. It's there were some 2 a.m., 3 a.m. nights that were we just he and I just for a year and a half, 
whatever it was yeah. until Joe kind of did his Tuesday thing and Elise joined. So, yeah. And you guys have started to build, you know, if you need a funny show, you know, wink, wink, we, we do know some people that, that might want to want to hop in there with you guys, but I don't know if, if we're for all audiences or not. I, I, I'll be honest, as far as like doing the lives, I wish we did more of them. And James knows yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I bug him all the time. Um, <laughs> I can like, cause people, and, and I know you guys, have, we, we've talked about it and mm-hmm. I know like ice will talk to me about stuff like, Oh, can I get James on here? Dude, I, I can't get him on his own show half the time. I'm trying, like I can't do a live <laughs> with him. Uh, yeah. And I tell him, he knows we do, we do a live. I swear it's maybe twice a year. And mm-hmm. uh, it's tough though. I mean, like if I could do, 11 a.m. with them or something maybe be a different story but nights mm-hmm. and stuff are tough for him especially now that he's got the baby but yeah it's i'd love to do more lives it, they're they're fun uh especially yep. he and i just we bullshit so much over the phone and none of that's ever captured and i feel like that kind of carries into some of the lives that we do that's kind of where we started this whole show is you know dale and i were just chatting on the phone and we're like why don't we record this stuff because we're talking about bangles and we're joking around and kind of do what we do now and it's just like now there's just thousands of other people that enjoy watching it too, but obviously only 23 watching right now, but that's just because hey. I'm only on here. It's because, you know, if, if diesel was on here, then we might have a few more. Sports is not a bad, um, it's not a bad uh, category to run with in the world of YouTube. I started out with nothing and there was no recognizable team or anything I was working with. I didn't, I didn't start doing sports. I started on my own just doing like movie and TV. And it was the same, it was the same mentality. A guy mm-hmm. that I was working with, we just, he, he's like super nerd, like, like a little bit older than me, saw Star Wars and theaters, that sort of person where he has, he's very good knowledge of um, like those kind of things, the, the minutia of, of mm-hmm. like story and film. And uh, I'm more of like the color guy, like commentary. And I, I can mm-hmm. kind of see, oh, isn't that interesting type? So that was like, hey, we would have those conversations in the office. As soon as we all got sent home, I was like, we're just doing this over WebEx. Let's just throw it up there. And then, um, yeah, and I just obsessively, it, it was, we didn't do lives, but it yeah. it was slow. I mean, it was a year. I, I don't, man, I don't, it was months, I think, before we even had over 100 views. And mm-hmm. we only broke out from one video. And it was a video essay that I did. It's still chugging away right now i still get residual it's crazy i did one <laughs> video essay on ted lasso and that thing is creeping oh, up wow. a million views oh like, wow all of a sudden. That's, that's it just popped yeah. but it took like we, two years for that to happen you know what i mean exactly yeah we i don't know what it is how, how youtube and all this like the algorithms and stuff but we had one show and it was just a random ass show with it was dale was on there and ace boogie and yeah. they were just talking free agency and kind of right around this time of year and all of a sudden, it got over like two thousand views, or maybe a thousand. I can't remember how how many now, but it was just like how how does all this work? But yeah, it, it was still pretty pretty neat. But um, you know, we we got one guy in here saying you know Trey Flowers, Eli Apple, Von Bell, Clay Johnson, Trent Taylor, Michael Thomas would put us over at five and a half. I was kind of talking more of along the lines of like that first week mm. or the two weeks, like in around that that general area like the first wave of free agency, if I had to put it at five and a half. And, you know, he even said like, we've already signed three, which I understand that, but I'm talking like when free agency starts to when it ends, do you, do you think that we will sign five to five and a half or to six uh, Bengals players? 
of our because own. Because I life. know, yeah, of our own. Because I know that's, and I think it was even, uh, I can't remember who said it, but um, they said that, like, right now we're on in that portion of we're going to focus on our own guys. And it might have even been uh, Zach Taylor, but I can't remember now. I think that's, and I, yeah, I think it, it was either, it might have been Taylor. It might have been, at the, was it at the Combine? Uh, yeah, yeah, Taylor, exactly. Tobin might have even said something. I'm sure Callahan yeah. said something. I yeah. think I think that was a big takeaway from the combine, which was mm-hmm. that, like, hey, this is if you had any assumption that this is what they're going to do, this is all but confirmed based off of collective, you know, uh, input from these coaches. And look, that shouldn't be a surprise either to to those out there that maybe, mm-hmm. and there may not be, it might be a minority now. James yeah. has more videos of him dancing and puff that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love he, that man. i'm not gonna lie he's he sent me like just for me he just sent videos of him reacting to something or just like celebratory dancing to something like it, that's just what he does i have voicemails i've saved and we hit certain <laughs> milestones with our channel of him just like yep. going nuts just and leaving me a message crazy. About it. so i love that um, yeah we yeah. we did a pretty interesting milestone. I, we're getting dangerously close I, and honestly i think we might have already hit it who knows to our our year marker because we started right around free agency and right around the draft time we started Bengals and Bruce so oh I'll inform you right now that's uh oh there you go your what year I okay well I guess I don't know when you first you, your first yeah video we was. started yeah we started Bengals and Bruce so I started the Orange Arrow fantasy show like a couple years ago and it bombed so I stopped doing it and then um yeah we started Bengals and Bruce about right around this time okay okay so then yeah you're you'd have to go back and look by the way yeah we we, we, i'm looking here at your this is like not going to be great um (laughs) audio or very entertaining of me as i happen to look at your about on your channel you youtube's messing with us man they they changed that whole live thing with the tabs and everything Mm -hmm. you need to create a playlist and put bangles and brews and put that right mm-hmm. on your homepage. I go to your homepage and it's older videos. Cause those, cause they mess with us. They changed the whole format. Of, yeah. I've seen it used that. To work. I've seen that. Yeah. And so, like, you have to go to live to see the most recent update and stuff like that. Yeah. The workaround has crazy. been that I've been doing live, mm-hmm. but then I'll add it to a, like just since I had bangles talk like a playlist and then mm-hmm. have that playlist be my top banner. Cause that's, it, it, I don't know why YouTube's doing that, but yeah. YouTube's we love you. We love you. So don't, don't yeah, do yeah, I can't, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, uh, I, oh, oh, my man. family loves it, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, we do have some a couple more questions over here. Let's go. Um, oh, somebody saying I saw saw Star Wars at the movie theater. You can run I, the replay. Hey. Uh, you can run the replay on that. I, I, I'm pretty sure what I said was he's a super nerd, and he is. <laughs> He's also a little <laughs> bit older than me. Like he, like for instance, he saw Star Wars in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. I, I was born the year Return of the Jedi came out, so I'm not. I'm like I'm up there, but I'm not that. That was all. It was just mm-hmm. a little flourish of my of my my choice of words there. But <laughs> but yeah, guys, if you have any questions in the chat, feel free to feel free to post them. But that was one thing when you were talking about you and James doing lives and stuff. One of my favorite shows is when you guys because. You, you'll have like 200, 300 people watching and just asking questions, and he's just flying through. Oh, of, and I got to move him thoughts. along? Yeah, yeah. Those are, those are one, of my, one of my favorite ones. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I have fun with them, and, and I also like that you got to realize, imagine, for all, all of you listening, watching, whatever, imagine a scenario where, especially in the year 
2021. Let's go to year 2021. Still, mm -hmm. uh, still a little shaky out there in the world. Imagine a scenario where like you just set up an area in your basement and you've got James, anybody, but in my case, James, just sending you videos of them talking to a camera and you're constantly, all you're doing is hearing that voice and then they're staring back at you on a screen, sometimes multiple times a day. So there is nothing more <laughs> exhilarating than to be able to just get on camera once in a while and get mm -hmm. away from, and then, and then I can control, like, I, instead of me just being like, I've, okay, I hear you, James. I hear now I'm like, look, move along, move along. I could can like direct the situation more. And uh, yeah, so it, I love those because yeah, he'll, he'll get a question and sometimes he'll spend like, you know, five minutes answering. I'm like, dude, we've got a lot of questions. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And <laughs> Yeah, they're great. So that was that was a, a question that I had since nobody's popping any in the chat. Um, was when you're talking about doing or catching who does what and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So the bottle of bourbon, mm -hmm. what what bourbon did you end up getting, or did you guys did you guys settle that or not? We haven't. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I've uh, brought that up actually. I we <laughs> haven't because. And, and I've been around them since then. It just, we, we talked about it a little bit. I need to get a scenario where what I want is I want to film it. And I want, there you like, go. but I'm thinking of going to like a bigger place where it's not weird that I'm filming it. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like the guys down at the liquor store by my house, they're cool with me and all, but I feel, still think it'd be a little unnerving if I'm walking in there and like miking myself or something. But, <laughs> but I feel like if it was a party source where it's like almost like walking through a mall, like it's not gonna be as mm -hmm. weird. And then I want to just do a complete, like, I want to, I want to sit there and just waste his time and then mm -hmm. end up just getting something that like I could have gotten anywhere else. Like, I'm like, cool, I'm going to get this handle of Evan Williams. Like in the end, just, like, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to ask the people all the questions about it and where it was made. And like, if there's enough <laughs> limestone, if it's made in another state, mm -hmm. and, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, I, I want to film it. So it might take a bit, but I would love to do it this off season. There you go. You guys, Hey, you could do a uh, Cincinnati Bengals trap Bengals talk uh bourbon trail and you guys literally just go on the bourbon trail and you figure out which one's your favorite i would totally do that i would and then, <laughs> and then but do lives we just answer answer he can answer his questions about the bangles and then i'll just be like sampling yeah exactly That's by the perfect. time the live's over like he's still just boom 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 answers question built bar whatever like and then <laughs> i'm just gonna be passed out yep absolutely oh i love it so uh W. Lewis over here, do you think the change in the locker room where it has more of a family unit feel is why more free agents will want to come mm. to Cincinnati beyond the borough effect? Beyond the borough effect? Yeah. Oh, I see what they're saying. Like, obviously, borough's a draw. Mm -hmm. uh, but do you think it's more the the family business kind of thing? Um. Yeah, I mean, so, like, I'm going to kind of detach the idea of – Cause you got me thinking about two different scenarios. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of detach the scenario of, of it being the Brown family. Cause I feel like that's a slippery slope in itself. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah from, no. It just says history as a fan. Uh, yeah. But I do say, I, I will say that in, I think that we are now for, for, for the most part, let's, let's call it uh two solid years of the Burrow era. You can argue three, fine, whatever. But, Throw in Taylor, of course, and and I know that's what we're not talking about, Burrow. But if you look at not only the wins getting the attention and the postseason runs getting the attention, yes, I think the 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 vibe, not only it's there was all they were broadcasting that left and right, especially in 2021. But who was mm -hmm. listening? They weren't winning. 
um, at least not early on. And I think now, after two years of that, of the winning and them repeating the same mantra, you know, there's a uniformity in what they say. It's not like it's just people, you get that stuff all the time, like, oh, we're a family here, whatever. But it's, right. there's a there's a certain genuine excitement to it. I think it's very honest and it's obvious and it's believable, right? I think that everyone's aware of it at this point. And when I say everyone, I think that like, maybe Sorry, even if a player's not, <laughs> no, you're fine. The, I think even if a player's not, because they're just, grinding they're doing their 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 work their, their their job at another with another team or whatever like their agents are i think it's gotten to that point mm-hmm. and yeah. i think there there is a draw there i think they're like mm-hmm. like oh a contender and everyone seems to love going into work like that's pretty exciting yeah and like even even if they haven't done the updates that and i i think that all that stuff like the, the do you think the players really pay attention to that where they did the uh the twitter poll or whatever it was the Oh. The NFLPA poll where the uh, Bengals were like dead last or close to it on is, updates and stuff like that. Are they do they pay attention to the things that they were asked about in that survey or do they pay attention yeah. to the results of the survey? Well, kind of I guess that I guess both. Yeah. I think if if there's I think it's like anything, right? Like if think about it like where you work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's just that one if there's that one thing that like you just wish you had around that you feel like would be a common sense thing, uh it, it'll probably bother you a bit. And especially if it doesn't get addressed. Dollar seventy five for a damn candy bar. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like I yeah, like I I, yeah. I don't know. Uh you know, we like in my job, we used to have parking paid for. Uh, at the time mm-hmm. we were downtown and then when they took that away everyone went insane which i get um, but it was only a matter of time and it, it's but it's even smaller than that i feel like if you re- talk, speaking relative to the the survey i at the end of the day i don't know why i i think it was great off-season news but it just sucked that it happened during the combine i felt like it was the perfect i was telling james it's like this is like the perfect thing to come out like a week In after the, the super bowl or two weeks after you know what i mean like not the yeah. combine mm-hmm. um but it was kind of an odd timing thing. We probably would have even mentioned it uh, on Cincinnati Bengals talk if it had been a little bit in between things. I think, in my opinion, i i barely I barely paid attention to any sort of I don't know. There was no there was not not even a hint of outrage on my part. I could tell you that only because we we had heard worse and players had left over worse mm-hmm. in the past, or maybe even less left over less in the past. And th- the things that they listed. At least the Bengals got dinged for, and, and I'm gonna have to go off a of memory here, but it was something. There's something about vitamins. There was one thing about yeah. not serving the the cafeteria wasn't open on a Tuesday or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, on the, and I think the one players off day or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and there was one that seemed somewhat legitimate. It was something about an uh, environment for like families to. Oh you know. yeah, I uh, think like, and that's like, is that the nursing? Was that the nursing area? It might have been have that. Somewhere for for either for women to nurse or they don't have an area that's designated for the children. Yeah, I don't know and, exactly what they meant by that, but yeah, yeah, it's like, I, don't get me wrong, not to belittle it, that's important stuff. I can see where someone would value each and every one of those things. Um, mm-hmm. I guess where I'm coming from with is like none of those things to me were like, oh, how are they going to overcome this? The Bengals, you know what I mean? Like, how are they, yeah. how is any NFL club going to figure out what to do with this? Like, that's going to be a big investment. Like, no, it was all stuff that I felt like, okay, it's it's silly that you're not doing that for these people. But they called you out. You got the feedback. I we may never hear about it again because it'll just get taken care of and it'll be fine. Yeah. 
And I did see where did did I see that read that correctly where they are actually in the process of updating the locker rooms and stuff like that. Like they, they don't are. have the, the metal tubs anymore for the spa. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The training area like or yeah. uh, uh, locker room. Yeah, facility. They they did just say something about that. I didn't really read up on it. Yeah, I'm I'm just waiting for the pictures. Honestly, that's what I wait for anyway. Just, just I just want to see it. Maybe to be ready when they do their uh, <laughs> tours or whatever for yeah. season ticket holders or whatever. Oh, maybe I, that that'd be nice. But um, yeah, they're that's that's what they were saying here. They didn't have uh. Not having dinners after the game where players can sit and eat with their family. Um, and actually, that's one thing. It not, has nothing to do with the Bengals. But can the banks, for the love, please, on Bengals night games, don't close at midnight or 1 o'clock or whatever it was. Because I, I still remember going to um, – what's the name of the, the place that has all these, like, 250 beers on tap? Um at the banks it's killing me at the banks i'm trying to think of right now yard house yard house yeah yard house we tried to get in there after a night game and like they would close it in 45 minutes so it's like man can can they work on something where like after a game they stay up until like two or three o'clock in the morning but yeah I, maybe who knows i don't know the timing but uh, i wonder if that was a help issue too i don't know it could have been yeah but yeah that that's <laughs> That's my issue with the banks, not with the Bengals. See, I thought you were going to say, and maybe this is me projecting, but I thought you were going to say with the banks, it's like, if, can we find a way to offer more restrooms for people, like before the game? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. true, too. Oh, it's crazy waiting I, in those lines. at Whether you're lot one, lot E, lot, it don't matter. You're always waiting in line to go. But, but like, I'm yeah. going to take care of that next year. I'm going to just bring bring a bathroom myself, you know? I mean, I that's kind of the way people were going with it. The, the whole trade, like, tent yeah. over the drain thing or whatever mm -hmm. they got going on. and Exactly. Uh, the porta potties or what, not the porta potties. What do they call those? Porta -potties. I don't know what they call them actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they're called. The buckets. That's what it is. But yeah. It's... But yeah, they're talking about didn't offer supplements for players, um, which, you know, if they got to approve them, why don't they do that? That, I don't know. It, and it's kind of hard because, You've got, let's say, at the start of training camp, what, 95, 90, how many players at the start of training? 90-something at the start of training camp. Hmm. And all of these guys don't like the same supplements. So it's like, oh, um, so there, you're going to have to, if you're going to have all that on hand, there's literally going to have to be a GFS in Paycor Stadium so they know what they want. Yeah, or could you almost treat it like a, <laughs> it was like the i don't know why the first word that came in my head was like commissary that makes no sense like i was thinking like prison yeah. or something but I'm like you know what i mean like like, yeah. like could you could, couldn't you have a scenario though where like i mean when, uh, yeah you're right camp is where it's a little bit tricky and i don't know the mm -hmm. time i didn't read the details on that i don't know if they complained about it like across the board or if it was more like once it's down to 53 but yeah, i feel like if you're if, if how many how many people are asking for anything out of the ordinary as far as supplements like how much variation you might be right maybe it's a bunch but like mm -hmm. once you get down to the 53, like having on stock, I mean, if that's look, I don't know I, if other teams are doing it though. And that's, that's again, true. fixable. I, I feel like yep. if that's the worst of your problems or relatively amongst the worst of your problems, as far as the survey is concerned, fixable, like mm -hmm. you, you hire some person. I, I mean, maybe not, 
maybe not a person straight out of college, but you hire somebody to at least just kind of, uh, yeah, you know, make sure that inventory's in place and that's it. We're fine. You know, I don't know. Exactly. Who, who wants to sell, sell the supplement? What is it? The, the guys that sell the supplements out of their duffel bags, like just hire one of those guys to walk through there and be like, I got what you need. Yeah, it, exactly. It might be a little sketchy, but you know, maybe, maybe they can figure something out. Yeah. Make one of the supplements a sponsor. And then you've just got their entire, you know, annual hourly salary rate. Like you're probably paid for it. There you go. Whoever mm -hmm. you hire to do it. Exactly. Now, Crypt Keeper has a, has a, a real question for once. Not mm. that any of his previous questions weren't real, but want to know uh, if you would go to a natural grass field again for pay for it. Ah, I, 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 that's one of those things where I go, I go by what the players are saying, right? I'm not out there, obviously. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, the, if the impression I'm getting is that whether there's complaints about it, whether it's causing, uh, Embar an embarrassingly large amount of injuries or what have you with uh, artificial turf at any level hybrid or otherwise like okay then you know if 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 players prefer the natural grass and yeah i, I i'm i'm all for now th that has its own shortcomings as well uh if yeah. it's not maintained properly mm -hmm. so you'll, you'll end up it'll end up brown at the end of the year like uh think that's how it is over in baltimore if, I'm, if i remember correctly or at least yeah. their their practice field i know is is always brown by the end of the year yeah, you got those giant divots that by during the game like mm -hmm. that thing with like remember like was it san francisco had big issue with it i mean mm -hmm. you saw from several times this year um yeah I, I i'd be curious to see because i haven't really like read up on it a ton i just kind of see some of the headlines when things go south with certain games or things are you know getting national attention uh because a player gets hurt or players are complaining that they could get hurt i'd be curious to see like who's doing it right and what are they doing as far as like natural like show like what's 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 the uh sort of best practice in that world because i don't know yeah. that anyone's ever like laid it out that i've come across i'm sure it's out there but i'd, I'd be interested in reading about it like if it's that obvious yeah like, just what, what make doing? it uniform across the board right That's because I think that's where my personal opinion, I think that's where most of the problem, the, the injuries are lying is because they're going one week they're on grass and on the practice field. Then they're playing in a game that's turf. And then the following week they're going to a different style turf. And I think yeah. that could be why all these guys are getting these injuries, except for Washington, because you're always getting injured in Washington. Steven Turner <laughs> there toss up his. Yep commentary there uh yeah right so natural grass having mm. events at the same. i get that yep um and i shouldn't I get, i'm careful how i say this because i do feel like they've done better as of late but like there was a very there was a very long period of time where Nothing they were not happened. utilizing <laughs> yeah. paul brown stadium for anything yep. else so what does it matter exactly yeah um but yeah i agree i can't even imagine and again that goes back to who who is there are other stadiums out there today with natural turf that are also doing concerts and how are they doing mm -hmm. it? Because yeah, I could see that would be pretty terrible with like natural turf where it's like, dude, the amount of drinks and like bodily fluids that would be hitting <laughs> like mm -hmm. that. Oh, oh. It would be terrible. That would be yeah. terrible. I, I still, I forget where it was, but there was somebody, it was, it was in Mexico. They were supposed to have a game in Mexico several years back, not the Bengals. I can't remember who was playing, but, they ended up in ended up having to have it somewhere else because they just had a Madonna concert like the night or the week before, yeah. and it just destroyed the field. 
And they're like, yeah, we we can't play on this. Yeah, I mean, if you don't let them on the field, I guess it's possible. You know, you just have the performer out there. But mm-hmm. even then, it's like, I depending on the the way the stadium's laid out, and yeah, that's that's tricky. I mean, it's a good point. Um, yeah. But but look, I, again, I I think I I don't know the I don't know the financials. I I don't know what the Brown family values as far as like having the opportunity to hold concerts there. Um, is there is there a benefit to having natural grass and natural grass and just saying, we're going to be pretty selective on what we end up putting out here as far as, okay, so we don't do concerts or if we did, how would that look? I mean, we got a venue right next door. I get that. It's not going to be like a arena size, but I, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, uh, will, or I, I call him will, I don't know if that's will Levis or not, but, <laughs> or Lewis, but, uh, he's wanting to know the thought of collusion between the owners and Lamar getting a new contract with guaranteed money. Um, I mean, my personal opinion, I don't, I don't think this is run like, like the Godfather, uh, in the NFL, but maybe a little bit. So, but yeah, what's, what's your thoughts on Lamar's contract and all that stuff? Yeah, I kind of tend to, I, and not to, I, I think there's a valid, uh, you know, there, there are some red flags being thrown up that people are pointing at and I, I mm-hmm. get it. But I'm kind of the same way. Like I'm not a, it's not that I don't want to think it's like tinfoil hat, but like for lack of a better way of putting it, I'm not quick to go. I'm, if anything, it's, it's a knock on me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty like gullible. I'm pretty like, oh yeah, whatever they say is probably how it is. Like, okay, cool. I'm just going to go live my life. And, uh, and uh, you know, I don't probably question things maybe as much as I should. Let's put it that way. So uh, I, but I will say that uh, it's interesting. (laughs) It's uh, (laughs) I don't know what's really going on there i do think we're obviously not being told the whole story mm-hmm. i don't think that there is this massive agreement everyone's huddling around in a bunker deciding that they're going to do everything they can to ensure lamar jackson does not go on any other team otherwise they would you know there would be some you know secret handshake agreement around the league that would be completely you know ruined and i don't i don't think that um maybe some parallel thinking that is a- across different clubs that's causing this maybe uh, for all I know, and I don't know, maybe Lamar, his agent, the whole situation is just a big headache. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Lamar's his own agent too. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right. Of yeah. course. So that, um, that throws another wrinkle into yeah. the Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for players. Like, I don't even know the whole story with that. I forgot all about that. You're right. It, it, yeah. That's like, it just reminds me of, and it's probably the worst. This is probably going to be the worst analogy but I love analogies to me that that makes me think of people like, yeah, I'm going to, and I don't get me wrong. There are plenty of things wrong with agents uh, that I, I, mm-hmm. I, I think they, they deserve a little bit of criticism once in a while. David but, Mulligan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. But to me, it's almost like, uh, <laughs> it, you could <laughs> like, that's like going like, I'm going to represent myself in trial. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, like, Oh, good luck, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you're, you do you. Best of yeah. luck. We've seen that work a lot, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I just personally, like, especially when you're about to get an, a ridiculous contract, because he will eventually get a good contract. Will it all be guaranteed? No. But he will still, he will get paid. And to say, oh, well, I want to represent myself because I want to get all of that money. Like, come on. Like, we're talking, even if it's only a four-year deal, we're talking 
what, $300 million. And yeah, like you'll be fine. I think, <laughs> I think that the truth of the matter, the reality of the matter is somewhere in between both sides. Like it tends to be with many things. I think there's mm -hmm. a certain level of Lamar. And according to this comment here, maybe his, his mom too, oh, or his, maybe. Yep. Um, and, and, and them playing, being very, I'm putting my foot down. This is exactly what I want, you know, take it or leave it type attitude. And I think there's probably a level from an owner, honestly, a business side of things where they're like, yeah, we've been through this before, or this is completely unprecedented, but we don't play around with this kind of mm -hmm. demands. So you go ahead. It's that same mentality of like, uh, that we just talked about Eli Apple earlier. It's the same mm -hmm. strategy. Go ahead, see what else you can get out there. And then, yeah. and then come back and let's have a real conversation. Um, yeah. and maybe there's, maybe it's somewhere in between the, those two sides. Uh, but I don't know. I, I see the outrage at times, mm -hmm. like social media, and I just, uh, maybe I haven't read up, up on it enough, but from what I have seen, I, to me, it just sounds like everyone's just trying to figure out their business. And I think, like you said, he, he's not going to be, this is going to be one of those scenarios where like, everyone's going to be like, Lamar was done dirty and dude's still not on a team six years from now. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, it's, we're not going to have another. Uh, who is the one quarterback that that everybody's still saying is the top thirty-two quarterback in the NFL right now? Um, mm, yep, I can't think of his name, but um, you know that. But this could be something that has to do with it. Uh, pork chop in the in the chat saying maybe you know nobody wants to pay because it does seem like he wants all that guaranteed money. Yeah. And nobody wants to pay a lot of guaranteed money to a quarterback who's missed 10 games the last two years. But meanwhile, you're Lamar Jackson and you're looking around and, and I get it. I don't, I'd probably handle things a bit differently if it were me, but what does that matter? But if you're Lamar Jackson, you're probably looking at it and you're like, look what Deshaun Watson just got. Mm -hmm. like, he's, yep. he's been hurt. He, he wasn't playing at all for a year for non-injury reasons. Um, and yeah, yeah Colin I Kaepernick, think, uh, that's, that's that one. I think there's a level of like, look, if if somebody at some point, it's either going to continue this trend of this re these ridiculous uh, offers for quarterbacks, or it's gonna we're gonna it's gonna you know this these next few years are gonna prove that Watson was the exception, and I think mm -hmm. Lamar is in an interesting position to be one of those people that is going, am I gonna be the person that proves that this is the reality of things, or am I gonna be the person to start the trend of saying? Yeah, that was messed up, wasn't it? Like, no one's going to do that anytime soon. And that was the exception. And look what Lamar Jackson did. Like, he's in an interesting spot. Burrow yeah. is too, for that matter, let's just say. Yep. But yeah, Burrow I mean, is too, yeah. But and hopefully, I would think a little bit less uh, drama yeah, in terms of reactions and discussion. Do you think, do you think enough of quarterbacks have been, or how many, how many quarter, I guess I'll say this, how many quarterbacks do you think it'll take before? we get away from, from quarterbacks wanting a fully guaranteed contract. I mean, how, how many do you, do you think we got to get Burrow? We got to get Mahomes or not Mahomes, but we got to get, uh, the Chargers quarterback. Oh, uh, Herbert, Herbert. Gosh, I kept wanting to say Bortles. I don't know why I have Bortles on the brain, but you know, yeah. do we need to get all of these guys before that looks like an outlier. I mean, I can't say I can't say I can't say this for the Cleveland Browns. They may always be stuck with being expected to pay a fully guaranteed contract. I'll say that. Yeah, um, that's true. Look, I I don't know who who necessarily 
either you could say breaks a a, a, a trend or starts the, the the real trend here. I don't. If anybody is going to set an example, Burrow's done that his entire career, and mm-hmm. I think the conditions in Cincinnati. I think the conditions with um, the culture of this Bengals team, the relationship he has, and it's, to you know his loyalty really to. Um, I, I don't know. Burrow's just so different. <clears throat> If anything, if this Watson thing had never happened, I feel like Burrow would be the example. He's almost like the other end of that spectrum where it's like yeah. Burrow's contract is the extension or exception because mm-hmm. Joe Burrow does things a bit differently. And, you know, he's willing to bend here and demand certain other things there. And But I think that that will I think that will be the I don't know I, if, if assuming Lamar doesn't happen sooner. I think that's where conversation starts happening with. Like, look how these extensions could work with this sort of, um, you know, this can't miss prospect that got drafted at quarterback. It, he's going to set a certain. I, honestly, I think owners are going to love the Burrow deal, like other team yeah. owners. I think they will, and I think it's going to yeah. be fair for both sides. In our case, I don't know how it works out for everybody else in the long run, but owners mm-hmm. are going to love that the Burrow deal happens the way that it will, especially after yeah. Deshaun Watson. I, I I think the same thing, and that's that's one thing I was going to finish off with was was the borough contract and like when do you think this gets done obviously i say do you think it gets done before free agency we're getting dangerously close here um do you, but let me let me just ask you this do you think if you had to put a bet before free agency before the draft or in june like they always do with the contracts mm. where closer to which one of those dates do you think for borough for borough well so uh, I'm I'm probably one of the least qualified people when it comes to understanding how uh, you know when we start getting into the the real like detailed financials there's a whole thing with this escrow and you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm understanding there's this March 31st date right is this sort yep. of transition like I think it's at least going to be after that based yep. on what I've read and, yep. and everything Crip, Crip now the same bring up a good point with June though the real question is like what it's the whole point of all this, I guess, when we talk about free agency is like, I think that whatever they do with Burrow is, especially for 2023, um, in terms of how it impacts their cap and um, their plans for current players and anybody else they bring on board, um, as far as free agency is concerned, I think whatever they do with Burrow is not going to move the needle a ton for them and, and really, you know, stretch them thin, so to speak. For this year. For this year. Right. Uh, but at the same time, it's almost like it's the, the, the almost uh, amongst like the, the highest of priority, but doing it at the right time is also going to be key. I could see it happening in June. I think they would love to have it agreed upon earlier than that. And so they can just kind of start stacking everything up it's even, even prior to the draft. What do I think mm-hmm. is going to happen though? Man. I think if everyone got their way, it'll be done in April. I think there's going to probably be some more discussion that's going to have to happen. I could see it being some June news. I don't know, man. Yeah. If I had a bet on it, I might. I might be on the on the back end training camp and and yeah, start all that stuff. Yeah. But never sweating it. Never thinking it's not going to get. It's not. This isn't like a situation like like Jesse Bates last year where everyone's asking all these questions and what's going on and no. 
I'm not going to be worried once, to be honest. Like, and that's because you imagine if it didn't, like, I'm not, like, I'm not putting this out in the world, but if it didn't, like, that would be like, I don't know. I might, since I bagel talk, might go dark if that happened. You know what I mean? Like, it would just be. And, and the crazy part is, is like, they don't even need to do it this year. But still, if they didn't, I think Bengals fans would lose their ever-loving minds. Yeah. While still knowing that he's probably still going to be around, right? Yeah. But Yeah, but, exactly. But, yeah, I think there's too much. Not, it's not even just securing Burrow. Like, obviously, that's that's the whole point of it. But I think it's also – it goes back to – Set it's setting the setting the message out to current players and future prospective players would say, like mm-hmm. this is what we are, and you know, offensively this is our core uh, out on that field, and he's not going anywhere. You want that like Duke Tobin like like right now, of everything that he's thinking out ahead of time in his mind, like Burrow is a it's he's part he's part of that plan and everything else that he's thinking about in advance so if you're thinking that way it needs to be that way and yeah i think Mm -hmm. i can't imagine what it would be to cause a delay and i know a lot of it has just been i mean coaches have said it and uh you know i mike brown would say it too like that that's priority for us but yeah they're got they got to do it yeah yeah, we we, i think we all know that they're literally current currently drawing it up as we speak well maybe not this late at night but you know they're they're working on it so it's just my minor details and stuff like that but uh you know you definitely want to get it done before hurts before herbert before tua before like any of the uh, the other quarterbacks that are top tier get their get their payment but i know i said that was one last question but i do have one more question for you real quick right off the top of your head does Lamar go anywhere else or does he play in the AFC North next year? In the AFC North? Yes. So for the Ravens, like right? I mean, well, for yeah. I don't I don't see him going to the Steelers or anything like that. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh man. It's almost a question of like <laughs> would he play Where? for the Ravens? Yeah. Like is he Oh, would he play? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, there's that too. Yeah. But okay, at the end of the day, like, what roster is he assigned to? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I look in my mind. My my gut reaction is he's he's going elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. But that's usually the way I think when it comes to a, a situation where there's there's just too much friction. There's too mm-hmm. much animosity. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so weird to think that way for the Ravens and even the well, I don't want to say the Steelers, but to a certain degree, like because you look at it like the especially you talk like being a Bengals fan, like it just always seemed like they had their shit together, right? Like the, mm-hmm. you looked at those other teams, like man, like there's a level of respect from certain players, Antonio Brown being the exception, but like yeah. there's a certain level of respect that's being given to the coaching staff, to the ownership, mm-hmm. the front office, and so you always look at it yeah, when they drafted people, you would say, "Oh, he's definitely a Steeler," or "Oh, he's yeah, he looks like a Raven," or you know that right. Kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's that right, yeah. and I don't know that Lamar Jackson be fits the mold of like, "Oh, he looks like a Raven," but I just feel like I couldn't, I couldn't fathom a scenario where there almost feels it almost feels like there's a bit of like it's beyond business. There's a little bit of 
mm-hmm. bad blood that's gonna have to be sorted out. They gotta, they gotta, and I don't know what's going on over there. I really don't. Like, I just, I don't know if it, maybe it is Lamar Jackson. Maybe we've just cracked it. It could right? be, yeah. Maybe it's yeah. Lamar Jackson. Because I, I don't know. Like, what's the precedent yeah. here? Like, who, who's, who's had this issue in the last ten years at this scale? A player this caliber that's that important to this team that doesn't want to be there. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Kyler, I mean, seems like Kyler didn't want to be, until he saw that big paycheck. But. but I'm talking about the FC North. Well, no, I'm not talking about. Oh. Cleveland. I'm talking about. I'm talking about big the the old days of Big Brother. Like you look mm-hmm. around, like, like who who in the last 10, 15 years? I don't know. I mean, there's been some. Don't get me wrong. Like I mentioned, Antonio Brown. I know Juju had some yeah. issues and whatever. But like I get all that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think the Ravens are the type of team to force a player on, to to keep a player with them that doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it ends, but I don't see him unless something that I'm again. I don't know behind closed doors. Like I don't know if he just kind of comes to and they have a little retreat together and they they sort their shit out. Like maybe that happens, but currently, I just don't see how. It just seems Ooh. way too messy. There Jets. You go. Then Rodgers isn't going to end up going, and then they're going to flipping for flipping you, for Lamar. Here you go. You want you want a uh, you want an exclusive? That's uh, not nothing that exciting. Just brought up Jets and Rodgers. <laughs> hang, on, hang on, I'll uh, all right. Pull this down. Let's see what, what we got here. What we got here? All right. Yeah, Carson. Carson was one. Yeah. I don't broadcast this on Twitter. I don't <laughs> talk about this on Cincinnati Bengals talk. But here you go. Check this out. Oh, that's a. Owner certificate with my Andrew Fox Miller on it, nice. I, uh, of the Packers. I uh, I never talk about it ever since we started doing YouTube, but that's kind of uh, my dual fandom growing up. Um, I was gonna say so you were a cheesehead then. Yeah, I yeah I've got a cheesehead, but it's up in the closet in my room. We don't, <laughs> don't, I can't talk about it anymore. But the no, it's a uh, yeah my my uh. My dad's family all originally from Wisconsin. So as a kid growing mm-hmm. up, it was like I, I couldn't watch a lot of Packers games unless it was prime time. But like to me, like you associated football as a kid and like that was Packers. That's just what to me. And then you mm-hmm. start going to school and you see another kids wearing if they weren't wearing Cowboys or 49ers <laughs> starter jackets, you're like, oh, I should probably yep. watch some Bengals games. And then I kind of caught on. And of course, like being local and going to games, been way more involved with Bengals, but um but like talking about Aaron Rodgers and Jets, like I I pay attention to all that stuff too. I'm just uh yeah, uh, I've been to Lambo a couple times, um, and yeah, that's one yeah one one at the top of my list is going to going to Lambo. You will love it. I honestly think nowadays everyone would love it going, but mm-hmm. I think I loved it even more the first time I went. Like it's over ten years ago now, uh, the first time. Because it was <laughs> the Bengals over 10 years. You walk around, you see how, like, they run a facility. And, like, you know, they had their Hall of Fame. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. And it's still impressive. Don't get me wrong. But things were pretty rough when I went uh, as a Bengals fan. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, no, it's 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 a great – it's like if you're a baseball fan, obviously, like if you went to Wrigley um, or if you went to Fenway, like it's just that you kind of feel like you're on, you know, it, it just feels, like, just important when you're there. Yeah. A little bit of uh oh like the holy grail of football the yeah sprinkled, sprinkled a little holy water on that ground and you'll never like you won't find a, a more accommodating fan base it is so cool to go like like 
it, it, it's like going to a college football game. You're just walking down a street and it's just like these Cape Cod houses as you're walking down and then boom, there's a stadium. And on your way, there's people just drinking in their driveway and they're like letting people <laughs> park there for like 15 bucks if you want. Right. But you can also use their bathroom, grab whatever you want out of their cooler if you want to cook something off their fridge. Like they're, 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 it's, it's Very, such a wild, it's yeah, really cool. Crazy. So I, I remember when we played Green Bay last year, like tailgating with those guys was, was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. They're, it's a it's a fun fan base. Now they face each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, I, that might be a little, little crazy. The last two years I kept thinking this is very as as they mm-hmm. get in the playoff. I'm like, like I, I don't you know, of course Packers didn't make it this year, but I sat there thinking, like, man, this is gonna be one of those weird scenarios where all of a sudden they get in, like they kind of back their way in and they just make this crazy run. I don't know if I can handle them playing it. I don't know if it'd be the best game ever or the worst, as far as like circumstance, like just growing up and watching both teams, yeah. but yeah. Well, Andrew, um, that there was one question about, about Bearcats and I, I had to get that in there. Yeah. You think uh, you see him having a down year or surprise? I hate when there's coaching changes. I don't know what to make of what, <laughs> what they're going to do. Like what, what the, what, what the consistent thing is going to be there. I think they're going to be fine. I think, I think that they're gonna. Hmm. Now, is the I've tried not to think about it. To be honest, <laughs> is that this coming year or is that the following year that they what, this year? or not that they're going into the the uh, other division? Oh, uh, it's not this coming, is it? I I cannot remember. I comment on that me. one here. Am I on the Packers fifty fifty years? Oh, hell no. I thought I thought about it, and even like ten years ago, that seemed ridiculous to me. Because besides, like, what am I going to do? Like, I would just end up selling the tickets. Like, I wouldn't be able to make every game. Yeah, um, my wife would never move to Green Bay. She she's going to go warmer before she goes colder. Um, I've been trying to talk Sarah into like I'm like, hey, so because she finishes her bachelor's um, in April, yeah. and then she's going for her master's program. I'm like, hey, if you get this master's, you know, we can live pretty much anywhere we want. I'm like, Florida's awful warm. And she's like, no, I don't want to move. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> my, my wife would go Florida in a heartbeat. I love yeah. seasonal weather. I just got a soft spot for it. I, I, I like beaches and all, but then I get it, I get burned out. I'm like, man, I'm ready for some change. Oh, up I'm the same way. Like, and it's just a matter of like, because we're leaving in June to go on a cruise. So I'm starting to already get that like beach vibes. Ah, uh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Want to be there already? So I'm like, hey, you want to? Let's just move to somewhere where there's sand and that water. And... Yeah, yeah. Uh, June, June beach weather's. What did you say, Florida? Mm-hmm. Or a cruise? Yeah. You said. Yeah, for the cruise, it'll yeah, it'll yeah. be. So we're going to the Bahamas. It'll probably be a little warm, but we we went on a cruise in April. Or no, we went to Mexico in no, it wasn't April. When was that? In August. We went to Mexico in August. And that was one of the worst. Oh. I remember stepping off the plane in Florida and it was just like take your breath away. Humidity. The humidity, exactly. It's terrible. I if I were to move anywhere, it would be less humidity. I don't care if it's warmer or colder, but uh yeah. summers here aren't aren't the best. But uh I'd still take this over the humidity in florida which basically with the hottest summers here don't last that long yeah big 12 big 12 is uh big 12. july july so yeah it'll be this year okay 
So yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see kind of how there's so many variables happening on that team right now. Yeah, like I know. I don't know. I feel like it's almost like I'm gonna go into this year like okay. Like I'm just gonna look at it as like, well, this is new Big Twelve team, UC Bearcats. Mm-hmm. See how they do. Like I have to, I have to. I don't even. Yeah, my. Uh, yeah, I got my UC hat here and. Yep. A little bit of that. So. Nice blue retired blue microphone in the background. I see that back there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a. I should sell that. I was one of those things. I told my wife I was like, oh, I'm getting a. Uh, I'm getting a new microphone. It was Black Friday day. I was like. Because I'll sell the other one and it'll offset a bit yeah. of the costs, and then I just use it as like a bookend. <laughs> like it's a holding books up. Exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> I said, but uh, I also thought like, okay, if I had like if James came here, he'd jump on a mic. But then mm-hmm. like we never do it that way. For some reason, he always wants to share a mic, which is weird. But yep, and that's that's how the the infamous mic drop happened. Oh the, yeah, the, the muted mic, the mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right, and that's how I get. Mines bourbon, beautiful, so. yep, beautiful bottle of bourbon, yeah. But yeah, so, uh, Andrew, thanks for coming on again. We really appreciate it. Sorry, the other guys flaked out on you. I don't know, yeah, like what happened you, to them. They're like, yeah, apologizing for them. Stuff. I'm sorry, you have to yeah. apologize for them. They need to come and apologize to me. I think. Hey, I'll I'll make sure they do that firsthand. I'll I'll have them send you a personalized video. I'm going to do a whole series where people are buying me bourbon because they owe me something. <laughs> so episode two is Dale, yeah. me and Dale, yeah, uh, wondering. It won't even be party source. I'll make it even. Let's walk, just go to yeah. We'll just send him to, uh, to Newport, <laughs> the Newport Kroger's, whatever it. Oh yeah, bar I, there. I've I've been in some liquor stores that uh, let's put the, yeah they wouldn't let you film there uh, because odds are you're probably catching a crime happening but <laughs> I, would, I would go yeah. there to film that i would sacrifice hey next time you see him just ask him about the target out in newport and i'll just leave it at that i've i've, I've been to that target many times so i want to ask him about it <laughs> all right well thanks again andrew we appreciate your time appreciate Absolutely. you coming on the show thanks for appreciate, having me. you know this having all this talking and not really much say it not really much being said but that's that's how I roll. But thanks again, and we'll end this with a who day. Who day? Who day, baby? Let's go! It's time. Cincinnati, we go rising up. In the jungle, we unite enough. Tripping on your black and white. Who day when we fight? Live and die in these stripes. Now who got a move I can Now who wanna move out and Now who wanna move out If you got stripes, then you let the city know you rock them. Yeah, we got them. Yeah, we got